a really key concept to try to comprehend for us is that people necessarily act positively and constructively no matter what in the context that they have. Meaning, with the suppositions that one holds, one tries to succeed. Meaning, <laughs> now what does that mean, right? So meaning, you try to win at the game you are playing. If you're playing Monopoly, you try to win at Monopoly. If you're playing chess, you try to win at chess or checkers or football or baseball or soccer. And the same goes then with all other games in life. Now remember, if you may think, but somebody may be playing uh, checkers and they don't want to win at checkers, they want to lose. Well, it's because then they're trying to win at a different game. Maybe they're trying to win at the game of making the person they're playing with look good. Maybe they're playing a little kid. They want to make him or her look good. So that's the game they're trying to play. But it's always some quote-unquote game. It may be kind of deceptive to call it game because it's not necessarily a game as in something we play, but a context. We are always trying to win in some context, unavoidably. And there's a very interesting and technical proof for why this is so, logically. But that's there's no need to even mention that. It's common sense. If you ever want to make sure, you simply need to ask why did the person do what they did. And our emotions may compel us to say something like just because or because the person was a quote uh, was a, a bad word, which I don't want to say, or or uh, was uh, is just bad, or just because, or they just wanted to hurt somebody or hurt me or or something like that. But if we if we you know we push ourselves a little bit and we ask why again and why again, we're ultimately always going to come to the answer that the person thought this was the the good thing to do. They wanted to attain to achieve some positive and constructive end within the context that they were functioning in. This is unavoidable and there's no exceptions, there's no excuses, there's no ifs, ands, or buts because nothing else is conceivable. It's not a question of experience, it's a question of of logic. It's like saying uh, the angles of each and every triangle add up to 180 degrees. We don't need to see every triangle that there is in the world that's drawn in, in here or there or in a cave or in textbooks in order to know the certainty of this statement because this is the only thing we can conceive. And it's likewise here. There is no other conception of our behavior, of our actions, of our willing other than that we will in order to advance, in order to move forward for a positive, constructive cause. So it doesn't just, it's not the, only the case that something seems, that the cause of our action seems good to us. It is good. It is always good. For example, somebody may do something super duper destructive, but the reason they did it is because they wanted to experience a good feeling. So the reason is the same as which in some other context led to something amazing, like giving lots of money to charity or saving somebody's life. The reason is always equally positive. It's just a question of the context. Another way to think about it is, uh, let's say that uh, you are in a car and, goodness forbid, the the pedal jams and there's no choice but the, the car just keeps going and, and you, can't, you can't press on the brakes. So the brakes give out and the, the, I guess that's not practical because... Uh, brakes gave out the the momentum and so the car but let's just say right, the, the gas pedal is is pressed to, to the ground and there's no choice so the car has to be going let's say at 70 miles an hour so the only thing then that you can do is you can stare the car but it definitely has to keep moving and it has to keep going in in uh with the same speed so the question is are you going to steer left right what are you going to do so it's the same thing here we have to have to have to always mean well we have to always 
will for good reasons. We have to want something positive and actual no matter what, but it's just the question of which way will we stare this intent? Will we stare it at something that is genuinely uh, positive and constructive or at something that that's, uh, in a, appears to us constructive in the moment, but later we will regret? So for example, um, a person may wish to it may find themselves in a context where the way to gain respect and admiration is to do criminal things that hurt a lot of people, all right? And uh, consequently, a very positive motivation, I want to gain respect, I want to be admired, how is this not positive? And a very positive thing will end up potentially in a person doing very destructive things all the way up to things such as murder and, and robbing and, and, and all kinds of things like that. Because the person wants something positive, but their context, the things they hold to be true, the, 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 the um, game that they're playing, we can say, now again, not to misuse the word game, but to just use that word, is one in which the results contrary to what can, reason will tell us is constructive and positive will result. And, uh, and, and it's no fun. In, another, in a different context, in a more positive context, or should we say, in a, I just say in a different context, the way to gain, say, respect and admiration is to maybe be a great student, is to be a great athlete, to be a great citizen, uh, to be a student of, or a member of student council and do a lot of uh, charity work and help out with the homeless and, and the, the elderly. So that's a different context. So the person is, is trying to accomplish something positive and actual in that context, and then the results, we would say, are, are definitely positive. Right? But the key thing to remember is that the intent is always the same. The intent never varies, no matter what. And even the worst person, uh, you know, you read some of these uh, stories about killers and psychopaths, and it's unbelievable the kind of horrid things that people uh, do on occasion and have done. And yet, if we ask why did the person do what they did, it is inevitably and definitely because they thought this was the good thing to do. They used pot. Uh, they, they, they had good reasons, but in their context, which was extremely skewed and very far from reality, it ended up in awful things. All right? And at the very least, the, the person had their own interest in mind. So the question merely is that they didn't perceive or didn't take into consideration anybody else's interest. They had the interest to feel good. And for them to feel good, wh whether it's to feel more power, to feel pleasure, whatever it may be, to feel the satisfaction of getting back at somebody that you think hurt you, for them to feel good meant to do awful, horrid things, all right? And for another person to feel good, it meant to, to give, again, money to charity and help out with the poor. That's how it goes. So we see here that instead of what, thinking constantly, am I a good person, am I a bad person, in the sense of what, what quality of the will do I have? Do I will things for positive reasons or, or other reasons other than positive reasons? And the same with anybody else is this person, do they mean good or do they mean something other than good? There's no option other than meaning good. Every person means good. So the only question to consider is what is my context? What do I hold to be true? What do I value? What are my beliefs about other people and about myself? What are my beliefs about what it means to succeed uh, in, in different ways? What are my beliefs about... What, how other people relate to me and other interests relate to my interests. This is what makes all the difference in the world. And truth be told, in theory, you could take the biggest criminal, the worst psychopath, somebody who has done awful, horrendous things, and you can change their context 
change their beliefs and then they will be more saintly than the saintliest people. The problem is pragmatic. It's that the more we do things that are contrary to reason, the more we uh, corrupt our mind and our understanding of things, the less likely it is that we will ever be able to change and change our context and change our understandings. Because each time, because we know, uh, here's an interesting way to look at it actually, because each person knows intimately that they mean good and that they are good, each and everything that we do, we have to interpret without self-knowledge in light of this knowledge that we mean good. And consequently, upon the suggestion that we mean bad, we something has to give. And generally what gives is our understanding of what is truly conducive to our good, to our interest. So for instance, uh, a person may uh, be faced with the, uh, with the test, with the challenge of whether or not to, uh, to, to cheat, right? Maybe a college student on an exam. And they really, in the moment, they really want to get a good grade and their parents are stressing them and, and their peers and pressure and this and that. So they go and they, they go ahead and cheat. They pull something up on their phone or, or however they do it, look over somebody's shoulder. So consequently, they did something. However, they did it for a good reason. That is true. They are a good person, fully. That is true. So now they, they, they have to figure out how to make the fact that cheating is said to be wrong, right? Bad people cheat. Cheating is not good. With the fact that I am good. I mean good and I meant well. So something has to give. Either a person begins to think I'm a piece of dirt. I'm not worth anything. They become depressed. They become anxious. But this is why this is also like this is not something that is easily done or is certainly not consciously done. It can happen inadvertently, but generally a person cannot will themselves to, to think of themselves as a bad person. It's preposterous. So consequently, the person will usually uh, begin to say, you know, cheating is not that bad. It's not such a big deal. It's, it's really, it's okay. You know, who cares? Right? Make up all of these different reasons why the action was okay in order to not have what has been called a cognitive dissonance, we can call it. So, so there's not this stress on, on the mind of thinking, I did something bad. I did something which, which only bad people do. And yet I'm a good person. How does, the, how does that work? So I guess what I did wasn't so bad. Of course, that sane uh, perspective and uh, thing would be just to say, I'm not perfect. My context is not perfect. My understandings are not perfect. I willed positively in this context, and this is the result I got. It doesn't make it any better, but it also doesn't change my status as a fully good person that only ever means well. So consequently, I need to adjust my understandings to try to get a better objective result next time. But anyways, that's just the technicality there. So we see that each time that we do something, we then change, we tend to change our understandings of what will lead to our highest good. So each time uh, a person cheats, they change their understanding of, how, of what cheating is right? to, to, until the point where they say, oh, there's no problem at all. Each, person, each time a person steals, they change their understanding of stealing to the point where they say, stealing is no problem at all. It's, it, it's good. It's, it's, uh, you know, they have money anyway. The store, what is it? It doesn't hurt anybody, right? all that kind of stuff. And uh, the same even goes for murder. So then we change our understanding. Somebody murders, uh, murders somebody, so they're forced to change their understanding, generally, to, to uh, a point where human life is not so valuable. It, it wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, come on, everybody dies, right? And then, uh, not funny, but, you know. Uh, so, so then it, the ball gets rolling like that, and eventually some of these mega criminals, some of these supervillains, they've done so many uh, corrupted things 
that their whole mind, their whole perspective is totally skewed and they're so far from reality, they're so far from the truth, they're so far from sanity that there's just no getting to them. There's no speaking with them. There's no, no communication. They're just an animal. It's just a, a, a bunch of, of sensations and a bunch of just craziness all wrapped up into one. All right, so that's the problem. But theoretically, theoretically, it could be possible. Theoretically, but practically very unlikely. But anyway, so that is... Our, that, that consequently should be our focus until we've got, hopefully we're not at that point so we can be reasoned with. So that should be our focus. What is our context? And as we said, uh, what do we hold to be true? So what, what are the foundations we can briefly touch upon of a context that will lead us to good results? So it needs, the foundation needs to be things that are self-evident. It can't be anything super complicated. If we base our context on, on a, a bunch of words that we don't know the meaning of, then we really don't have that much of a context. For instance, we can teach a, a, a little kid, listen, buddy, each time that you do something nice for someone, you help an old lady cross the street, you uh, give money to, to the poor, to the to beggars, uh, to the indigent. Uh, each time you do anything nice, you say something polite, you hold open the door, what's going to happen is that a million dollars will go into your bank account. Or we can say a thousand to make it more realistic, whatever it may be. Right? And, uh, and consequently, then when you grow up, you're going to have this, uh, this bank account with could be thousands, could be millions, could be hundreds of millions of dollars. Now, theoretically speaking, this could be true. First of all, if it was true, meaning parents had a lot of money and this is how they wish to raise their child, uh, very uh, not recommended. But if so, then there, the, the sole context of the kid would be that these, these behaviors, I don't know their meaning, I don't know any, uh, what I'm doing, but I know that this will lead me to get something which I want, which is money, which will allow me to buy toys and buy nice things, uh, what I want, right? Uh, so that's, uh, that's, that will that, definitely not lead to them becoming anything other than an animal, all right? Uh, secondly, if it's not true, then it may be effective, but it's just a fantasy and eventually it's going to explode because, again, the person is just doing something for just this, this, this faulty, mixed up, uh, out of these faulty, mixed up conceptions. So it's the same thing. If we make up a story as to why we need to act in a humane way, why we need to treat each other well, it's all fluff and it's all nonsense. And sometimes you hear uh, people say, oh, the biggest thing I believe is in treating people right, is in is in, is in uh, respecting everyone or, or, or whatnot. And just about for sure, this is the same thing. This is just the extended form of egoism where a person, it's, it's like the, the same thing as uh, the bank account example. The person has some kind of need to feel that they're a good person or, or whatnot. So it's all nonsense. So we need a context which is totally solid and secure and is on firm foundations. So what is that context? So the number one part of that context uh, or, or the kind of supposition tenant understanding uh, that we have here is that I am not the only real person that there is. Meaning, I, said from both the perspective of this speaker and from your own perspective, can only know for sure that I exist. Meaning, I get a little paper cut. I'm the one that feels the pain. And the same thing goes again, not just from this guy's perspective, from your perspective, you saying I. You're the only one that feels the pain. All right. You, uh, you're hungry. You're the only one that feel hung- feels hungry. You're thirsty. You're the only one that feels the thirst and so forth and so on. So from your own perspective, only you are real. In the plain sense, you're real. 
I, I, you exist, you feel things, you see things, you hear things, you dream, you, you fear, you hope, you dread, all that stuff. Everybody else, however, to you is nothing else but a, an image. Right? When you look at what you call another person, really you just see a body. Remember, people is not, a person is not the same thing as the body. Somebody gets a haircut, there's no less of the person, despite there being less of the hair. Somebody, goodness forbid, loses limbs in their face and much of their body, no less of the person. The person is not the same thing as the body. So you see just body, the body. You see skin and eyebrows, hopefully no bone, but, uh, <laughs> you know, skin, eyeballs, hair, all that kind of stuff. That's all that you see. So from here, in order to have a, a, a realistic context, we need to remember that unless you're looking at a corpse or unless you're looking at a, a wax statue or a figure or a statue or a robot that would what is it silicon skin or something you are looking at a real person inside quote unquote inside there is somebody there that feels the pain that hears that what you say to them that feels the feelings and so forth and so on and this person is just as real as you all right if you were to imagine what it's like to be this other person it would just be you in the sense of there being somebody there. Knock, knock, who's there? Somebody's there. All right, so this is a big, big step, and this is obviously something that naturally we never understand because in, in the animal state, we see how animals are. We see that a lion doesn't understand that a person that the lion attacks is real. You can have a tiger and the trainer, you know, the circus can train the tiger for many years and cuddle it and give it milk and a little... A sippy cup and pet its ears and kiss it and I love you and all that kind of stuff and then one day uh, the trainer can piss off the tiger or the tiger maybe just in a bad mood or, or something like that the tiger goes and mauls the trainer and that's it they eat or, and they kill him rip their throat out why and the same thing with pit bulls and, and, and other animals if they're capable of doing it why it's because the tiger never perceived the trainer as anything other than a sack of meat that's it. And the fact is that in our natural state, we perceive everybody else also as just a sack of meat. Here's a sack of meat that will meet my needs, uh, my emotional needs, my physical needs, and my, I might call the sack of meat my, my mom, my dad, my child, my spouse, my friends. Maybe it's the strangers, they, them, him, her, the, the pedestrians, drivers, customers, uh, buyers consumers, salespeople, it's just a bunch of sacks of meat that are fulfilling these these kinds of uh, roles in my drama. I'm the star of the show, I exist, and everybody else is just, uh, again, these these uh, walking, talking uh, bags of, of, of skin and bones, right? these impressions that I have. So this is our context, and obviously, is that true? And the answer is no, because... You are hearing, you're looking at other people, and they're looking at you. You're hearing other people, they're hearing you. You are feeling uh, feelings as it concerns another person. They're probably feeling feelings as it concerns you, and so forth and so on. Other people are real. They exist. Unless you want to claim that you you particularly, specifically, are in, ma- are in a matrix, like in that movie, right? Unless you think you're in a VR, virtual reality, you can say that, fine, go and, and, and then make you know, try to convince others that that's true. You're not real. I'm the only one that's real. I'm in a virtual reality. You all don't exist. Okay, fine. But unless you want to be like that, we have to admit, we have to concede that everybody else is real. So that's number one. That's a, that, that for, frames the, the big part of a, of a genuine context. 
All right, and when we understand this, our relations to everybody else totally changes because in, instead of treating them as a tiger treats its, its trainer as just a mere instrument to, for the satisfaction of our desires, we are treating people as real people. In other words, as we treat our own selves, essentially. The second thing to understand is that each and every person, it, it's really, I mean, it's what we've been discussing this whole time, it's the necessity of positive intent. People cannot do things for any other reason than a positive one. Each and everything that has ever been done, is being done, or ever will be done by any form of life, including any person, is only ever for a positive reason. Usually this reason is purely just I want to feel good, I want to feel some fleeting sensations, a bit of pleasure. There's obviously higher motivations, but that's not the topic of discussion now. Usually just to feel good, but nonetheless, it is what it is. So consequently, when we understand this, we interpret each and everything that to us occurs in light of this understanding. Somebody cuts us off on the road and we know this person meant well. Either it was a mistake, an inadvertent, or maybe they wanted to feel a little feeling of empowerment or whatever because they got one up, they one up somebody else. Maybe they're late and they, uh, to the hospital, their, their parent is sick and they need to immediately get there and so they didn't have the patience. Whatever it may be, person meant well so how can we be angry at somebody that meant well and made a mistake we cannot and it goes they it go it's, it's more than that right somebody steals from us we understand the person meant well they're an animal they didn't have a human context they didn't understand that we're real they didn't understand you're real and that you exist and, and you have your own needs and and, and wants and, and all that stuff and they they uh, gave a little bit too much credence to their own interests so they went ahead and they stole from you they're fools they're animals but did they mean bad no they meant good. So how can we be angry at them? We can try to reform them. We can try to teach them. But we cannot be angry, right? Be enraged at them. That's just preposterous. It's absurd. So the same thing goes with anything and everything else. And consequently, we can never bear a grudge against anybody. And we can never have any kind of hang-ups on anybody, right? So that most people live their lives with a whole bunch of complexes and conflicts as it concerns other people. My parents, my peers, my friends, my enemies, my co-workers, society, him, her, this, that. But if we understand everybody's real, everybody means good, that's it. That's all there is to it. People are not perfect. They're not, they, they have animal context. They don't understand these things we're discussing. So consequently, they're going to act the way they act until they know better. But it doesn't change the fact that they're real and they mean good, right? No matter how our parents treated us, they just meant good. They were real people that, that existed and, uh, and did what they thought was good. What made them feel good, what they thought was right, and so forth. So once we understand this, we, we, uh, you know, it's a totally different existence. And this is the context we are then acting positively in. We're not acting co- positively in the context of wanting to uh, succeed in, 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 in a fantasy land, right? In a world where I'm the only real one. Nobody else is real. Nobody else means good. And consequently, sometimes it may be good to hurt others. Sometimes it may be good to steal from others, kill others, even maybe certainly scam others and, and try to get their money at any expense. And right, and I only love myself and nobody else. And I only love my spouse. And as much as my spouse makes me feel special, I only love my kids. And as much as they make me feel good, my friends, and as much as they support me and are there for me, other people, and as much as they don't threaten me, my, me and my self-concept and and, and are nice to me, right? The, the world only in as much as I take it to be on the same page as me, right? So we have a totally different context and uh, we, we, uh, we're different, we're a very different sort of being. In this case, we're something, we're much closer to being a human being as opposed to an animal being. 
So remember, just because other people are real and, and good does not mean that each and every context is equally valid. So this is the mistake we sometimes make. Oh, does that mean that we then never uh, punish anyone? Or No, because it's, again, we understand if a tiger tries to eat us, it's because the tiger thinks we're a sack of meat. It's just doing good in its context. It's a tiger it wants to eat, and it sees a sack of meat. doesn't mean we're not going to defend ourselves, and hopefully successfully. Right? Because why, why wouldn't we? It's, this is its context, but we, we want to live. So <laughs> no relation. Somebody goes and tries to... Uh, attack us we understand it's because they they have an animal context they don't understand we're real they don't understand we're good they're not they don't have much humanity but that doesn't mean that they're sane and that the action is correct so we're going to try to fight back and hopefully succeed and so forth and so on right so we shouldn't conflate the necessity of people meaning good and being real with uh with always uh, positively evaluating the context itself, saying this is true, right? No matter what you say, you say two plus two is five is the same thing as saying two plus two is four. You say that uh, this is right, it's the same thing as anything else. It's not, right? Context can definitely be evaluated. But the intent, the motivation, and the reality of the people doing stuff is always the same, all right? So this obviously are complicated concepts and uh, it's a question about how many people can truly understand them and internalize them, but the hope is, is, is many, because the more that we comprehend these things, the better people we are. And from there, we can do what we do. We don't have to. It's not all about then holding hands and, and never uh, arguing about the truth, about reality. The whole point then is to find out the reality and is to, and is to advance. This is just the first step. It's to clear our, our, uh, our mind. It's to clear the way to actually doing human things and not just animal things. But, um, yeah, so let's try to remember all of that stuff and uh, just getting the ball rolling, starting to think like that and, and starting to perceive situations in light of uh, the reality and, uh, and then we can hopefully advance. All right, good luck. Thank you for listening.